Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to The Trader, a Traitor's Podcast. This is Matthew, I'm a writer working in TV development, and I am a handy faithful. The Trader features deep dives into every episode of the multi-award winning hit TV competition show The Traitors, as well as interviews with contestants from the shows. This is an interview special, and as it turns out, may well be one of the last times I'll ever be able to speak to a Traitors Australia contestant, considering the quite frankly hideous news this week that the Traitors will not be returning to Australian TV next year, and I'm still not quite ready to talk about it. Uh, because that's far too upsetting to dwell on right now, I want to focus on happier times, and that's why I have to introduce our fab guest for today. My special guest was not only an OG traitor from the Traitors Australia Season 2, but he also made it all the way to the final and to that shocking end game. It's Blake Willoughby. Welcome, Blake. How are you going? Thank you very much for having me, Matt. Thank you very much for having me. I'm I'm doing well. A lot better than I was on uh, that final banishment. <laughs> oh, good good to hear. I, I, I think you, you've not done lots of interviews so far, so uh, I'm very No, happy. no. This is, yeah, very early on for me. So thank you very much for having me. Super excited that you have joined me on The Trader today. So uh, before I ask you all of the questions that I have lined up, I am going to introduce you to the game that we play here on the podcast, which is called The Trader Traitor. Our not-so-secret mission for this entire interview is to deceive one another. Our goal is to tell an undetected lie. It could be a lie about the show, about ourselves, about anything in the whole world, as long as it is, as it is a complete and utter fabrication, big or small. And uh, we're looking for fake facts as opposed to fake opinions. For example, you could lie and tell me that after filming, Roger sneaked some silver bars into his suit pockets and <laughs> slipped them to you before you left the hotel. <laughs> I wish that wasn't a lie. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would, and it would have been a great story. <laughs> However, in this game, you couldn't give me a fake opinion. So you couldn't tell me okay. that you think the silver bars weren't really silver bars at all, when actually your your true opinion is that you know that they were silver. Uh, that's how it works. D does this make sense, yeah, Blake? No, it definitely makes sense. I'm ready and raring to go. Okay. I'm not much of a liar, funnily enough, so we'll see. We'll see how it, how it, how it pans out. <laughs> Well, you betrayed the faithfuls throughout the series pretty well, so I, I reckon you're ready to betray me right now. Ah, we'll see. We'll see, mate. <laughs> We've just met, so we normally have to build up to it. <laughs> 
in that case, our game begins from this moment on. So, uh, Blake, you were picked as a traitor immediately. Episode one. What were your first impressions of... Well, first of all, did you want to be a traitor? Oh, I definitely wanted to be a traitor. Yeah, I, I was ready and raring to give it a go. Um, I love hidden role deception games and love that type of gameplay when I'm when I'm playing board games and stuff. So I was very, very keen to to be selected as a trader. And um yeah, very excited when I got that tap on the shoulder. <laughs> and what were your first impressions of your fellow traitors? So you were with Ash and Sam, what did you think the first time you, you revealed yourselves to one another? <laughs> yeah, it was a bit of a shock. Um because I think Ash was on my top of people to potentially murder for that <laughs> first uh, gathering up in the tower. So when I saw her take her mask off, I was like, ah, oh, damn, well, there goes my idea out the window. Um, no, it was, I had not really had much of an interaction with Sam, funnily enough, prior to us getting up there and revealing ourselves. We briefly met on the, the front lawn of the mimosas, but yeah, I'd, I'd spent more of my time with Ash and I, I thought she was a bit of a threat from the get-go because she had quite a lot of influence with everyone. Um, and I think a lot of people were going to listen to her, um, which would have been great for her as a trader, but probably not so good for for myself uh, and the, the faithful as a whole, really. Yeah. And Ash was one of the sort of celebrity TV, you know, figures that people might have recognised. Did you know that these celebrities would be here before you arrived? Was it a surprise? Did you know them? Uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Matt. Uh, the only one that I knew was Guyton. Um, I, I didn't know anyone else. Uh, yeah, I, Guyton I know from the old Underbelly series, which was a television here. Uh, I had definitely watched that with him and Roger in it. Yes. Um, so I walked in and was like, oh my God, it's, it's bloody Carl. Uh, so I was like... <laughs> Pretty shocked to see him, but yeah, I, I didn't know who any of the other contestants were at all. Um, so yeah, it was a bit of a shock when I'm walking around introducing myself to people, and there were other other uh, faithful at that point who were gushing over some of the other ones. So I, yeah, it took me a bit to realize who was uh, was someone well known and who wasn't. Yeah, and you, so you knew who Gaiten was, you knew who Roger was. Uh, you in, in episode one, you described Roger as a beautiful man, which made me instantly like you. Uh, what, <laughs> what, was Roger as charming as he was beautiful? I still stand by that claim. Um, what a beautiful man, um, inside <laughs> and out. I just, whoever is organising his wardrobe, they should get the silver bars. Um, yeah, he was is a great host um and really i think made the experience as awesome as it was um i was certainly starting to get a bit annoyed with him as the show kept going because i think that uh maybe he was trying to give the remaining faithful a bit of a hint as to what was going on whilst they were all being murdered and yeah a lot of his uh monologues at the breakfast table <laughs> i just was sort of like let's not get him looking too hard roger let's just ease up on the suggestions there um but no fantastic uh fantastic host to to have us there at the hotel and and his clues didn't didn't seem to help anyway <laughs> so it didn't no. matter <laughs> <laughs> no no it, it it certainly didn't matter <laughs> um i think if they were given big old signposts with arrows pointing at them it probably <laughs> wouldn't have mattered um yeah it, it, it not a lot of uh i don't know not a lot of suspicion onto us while we were in there that's for sure yes couldn't have asked for a better group of faithful to play with as a tracer, I get, I reckon. Uh, now, yes and yes and no on that, Matt. Yes and no. I think, um, yeah. As as the season went on, I was certainly hoping there would have been a few more clued on faithfuls, but I'm sure we'll get to that as the uh, interview goes on. Yes. Now here on the trader, we've gone through every single episode one by one of the show. Uh, I wanted to ask you about various events that happened throughout the season. Uh, in episode two, we have the one of the most memorable missions, which was the pyramid building mission. I yep. have to, I have to ask you, Blake. There's just yeah. no way of avoiding this question. No, please do. <laughs> 
why did you volunteer to be the boat rower when it, it didn't it didn't seem like your forty? <laughs> It's it's it wasn't um it wasn't I think I, I was more confident with my ability to swim so I think I was rather a more assumptive of the boat sinking and <laughs> kind of made it a self fulfilling prophecy because of that um because uh, it was very cold so there wasn't a lot of interest in people wanting to get into the boat so I, I was pretty quick to say oh I'm happy to I can swim uh, I'll give it a go um I'd also had a pretty the mission before um I'd had a pretty good day of winching so I figured winching rowing uh, the transferable skills um yeah I thought I'd be all right I didn't realize Guyton was a high school rower though so you know it, it certainly made it um a bit more challenging I think yeah tough competition and in that same episode actually it was although it didn't work straight away uh Sam immediately set to work trying to turn on Ash and banish one of one of the the traitors. What did you feel about that plan of Sam's so early on? Um I wasn't against I I wasn't against getting rid of Ash. Um I I thought as I'd already been worried about her before being selected as knowing she'd been selected as a trader, I thought she was going to be pretty stiff competition in there in getting people on her side. And very early on, there was a click starting to form. Um, and I think once that, if that had gotten larger and more out of control, I think it would have been a real uphill battle. So I wasn't too bothered by going early on it. Um, I probably wouldn't have gone about it as aggressive as Sam ended up doing it um he came to me probably a little bit later in the construction of this plan um and i really wish he'd come to me earlier because i think we could have done it with a bit more finesse but um yeah i i, I said a bit while in there I, I think sam was a good blunt weapon whereas i think we needed a scalpel in some of those situations and um yeah it was it was quite the play to get rid of her and at the time yeah, very worried. I didn't. I wasn't worried about anything coming on to me, but I was a bit worried it would would unravel from there. And little did I realize that was the last trade of banishment that any of them were going to have, and that any of us were going to see. Yeah, and speaking of that, first I, I have two questions here. Firstly, how do how do you think you made it all the way to the finale? without being banished? I know that's a huge question because different things happen every episode, but are there, are there yeah. any, is there anything you think you did particularly well that made you last the whole time? Um, yeah, I played the game, Matt. Um, I, I played the game. I got everyone on my side. Um, I was able to never really have to worry about too much suspicion on me. Um, I know when Annabelle came out and, and said that I was, I was a traitor, I didn't really, I wasn't too worried about actually being banished the next day or further on um, because I think not too many people were going to listen to that, that accusation. Um, but yeah, it was certainly nerve wracking at times, um, while you're in there because of it, but because of the way I'd sowed, um, uh, relationships with everyone in there, um, I became very easy for me to help guide the way the faithful were going just with little suggestions. Um, they were pretty well led around and away from it away from the traders for a long time and and whether that was obvious it was probably more subtle um but yeah certainly less of a less of an out and out building numbers i think that was probably to some of the faithful's downfall that they were playing the game like that um and yeah i think it was just more of a measured approach than than i think people may have been I think people, a lot of people thought I was coasting, so I was happy for them to think that I was coasting. It wasn't meant that I was able to get to the end. <laughs> and <laughs> is the answer then the same for Sam? Because I've I've asked all the other players I've interviewed so far about how they think Sam made it to the end. Because as a viewer, you know he was so cocky, and we thought, how how is he getting away with this? From your perspective, how did Sam get away with it? How did he make it to the end? Um, 
Uh, yeah, I, 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 I know how he did. I know, <laughs> I definitely know how he did, Matt. Um, I think the view, what we saw as as viewers, and while we were watching the show, it's I'd give the faithful a bit of credit. It, it is harder to find the the traders when you were screaming at the television going just this is so obvious this is so obvious but that's five minutes amongst an eight hour day um and when you're able to just throw out sustained nonsense um as white noise to them it, it made it difficult for anyone to really focus on anything um that we that we didn't want them to, that we didn't want them to so i think sam and i probably worked quite closer than some people might think um as watching it um i know there's a few times early on i think i there was something that was in the show was me suggesting that we need to get rid of Luke because if at any point Sam doesn't win uh, a challenge or doesn't have the shields protection, um, that more suspicion would have been on him. Um, so yeah, there was, there may have been a few missions there where I, I wasn't quite given it a hundred percent to, uh, to, to get to the end, to, to try and get the shield because there were particular people we wanted to get rid of at certain times. And yeah, it made it easier for him to be on the side that had the shield um, because at the end of the day, it was about trying to get deeper and long-term into the game as opposed to the short-term success of winning the challenges. Uh, that's the difference for the traders, I, uh, I mean. Yeah. And a minute ago, you mentioned uh, Annabelle's banishment, and, and I was quite surprised. You said that after that, you actually weren't that worried about her theories being picked up by everybody else. One of her, her sort of reasoning for thinking that you were a traitor was she thought you were overacting, like she talked about when Ian was banished and she didn't believe your reaction. Did, did that make you question the way you were behaving though? Did you think, oh, I, I maybe I need to act a little bit differently around everyone or did you dismiss it? No, no, I dismissed it. I dismissed it pretty well. Um, I think, and it, it was very well well picked up by Annabelle. Um, I'm I'm a very emotive person, so when you're trying to be shocked at breakfast, it, it might come across as insincere. But when you are being insincere, it, it's quite difficult. Um, so, yeah, I think being caught out by her was was awesome. But it was just the way the game was and where everyone was at that point. The way the accusation came out it wasn't so much a concern. I didn't feel concerned that I was going to get caught out straight away. Um, it was more a concern of our safety that we'd had. We'd, we'd been in such a strong position up until that point. And I honestly think that if that didn't happen, we would have just kept on going along and it would have been, uh, yeah, I think we would have just steamrolled over them. But it, it certainly made it more difficult. And it made, I think what it did was, I was less worried about the other faithful and I was more worried about Sam after that. So I, I was not worried about them working it out. Um, they hadn't really given me much confidence that they would at that point. So <laughs> I was definitely more, I was definitely more suspicious and worried about my fellow trader at that point. Yeah. And we saw a pretty explosive argument between you and Sam after, I think right after Annabelle's banishment. Um, yeah, that I mean, was, yeah. How, how was that? You know, how did that go on for a while, and we only saw twenty seconds of it, or or was it a sort of quick argument, and then it was over? Ah, oh, when it definitely went the, the magic of television, Matthew. The magic <laughs> of television. Um, yeah, it definitely went on for a, a, a while. I think Sam and I had to really hash it out at that point. Um, yeah, it was a bit of a shock. I I, I think because I'd been pretty pretty mellow and I'm pretty cool in there, and I think that that's why I was so good at lasting so long into the game as a trader um and i was i was very annoyed at having my game compromised i thought by by sam's flippant nature um and yeah it, it certainly made the rest of the game very challenging from that point on in fact it, it kind of carried right on into the next episode because uh simone's banishment was next and you sort of tried to vote out sam at that point and it was one of the most interesting moments, and maybe I'll come back to this later, but he really 
lost his temper with you in front of other people, which which I thought was a really revealing moment. I thought others would pick up on that because I, th- I, th- I thought, why is he going for Sam only in front of everybody? Is I mean, how did how did you see that moment? I look, it was hard. It wasn't the best moment. Um, I think the fact that they had all a few of the people around the table had said that they were going to vote for Sam that night and then didn't, they changed their minds. Um, Yeah, I guess I was worried that maybe they would open their eyes and see how he's reacting to me. But if they've literally just changed their mind from going to vote for him to vote for Simone, I just didn't feel like anyone was going to think that he was, I was still saying he was a traitor whilst he was coming at me. So it would be weird to be like, well, maybe he's and they don't, and they weren't working it out. They weren't working it out. Um, It was a tough one though, because you're obviously trying to defend yourself against him without revealing that you're a traitor. And I know a lot of people sort of wonder why didn't I go harder at him after that? And I think because if I had gone harder at him after he'd gone so hard at me, I think that would have really solidified in everyone's eyes that I was a traitor. Um, so for me, it was as easy as next breakfast being like, look, yeah, I, I really think the traders are making us fight amongst themselves and making me think that you are one. And, you know, I think that's all it is. And then that was enough to, to sway them and totally forget about the argument that Sam and I had had. Yeah. I wanted to ask you something that I, I don't think I've asked anyone else this, but Someone in the Norwegian Traitors has, has quit the series, and that's the first time a, a player's ever not left because other people have let. Uh, if you watch the U, did you watch the US Traitors? No, I, I I will reveal to you, Matt. I've only watched the Australian season one. I haven't watched any of the other okay. the other ones. Yeah. So uh, a player called Amanda left US Traitors, but because she had COVID, and they just sort of said, "Oh, Amanda's had to leave," but someone has just quit as a player just opted out for the first time. Did you ever think of just packing it in and saying, I've I've had enough? (laughs) No, um, (laughs) no, no, I never did. I never did. I saw people in there who were probably struggling with the game and probably definitely considered it. Um, And, I guess that's the hardest thing about being a trader is knowing that the suspicion that is meant to be on you and meant to be making you feel pressure. If you've done a good job of pushing that away and onto other people and onto people who don't deserve that suspicion, it is hard watching how difficult the game becomes for them. Um, Again, I know Sarah's copped a lot of criticism for the way she was as a faithful, but the amount of accusations slung at her throughout the game, I think really got to her as it went on. Um, And once things sort of eased up on her, she became one of the best people in there and so funny. Um, And I think that was after she sort of just went, I'm sick of constantly being accused of being a traitor and I'll just live with it. And, yeah, I think she had that turning point. But when you're copying it and that that high, it's a long, you're in there for a long time, and it's constant suspicion, constant pressure. Um, I can I can see how it would get to you. It's just I much preferred being the orchestrator of that suspicion <laughs> than copying it. That's for sure. Yeah, and I'm I'm just so I'm surprised that all no I'm surprised that more people haven't just sort of walked away. Is there is there anything in place to sort of help the cast, you know, stay sane, you know, as, as their our production trying to sort of calm you down and alleviate stresses? I mean, definitely. I think the producers um, were great at making sure that, that everyone was okay and that we were all supported through it. Um, I think them, they were the first people to really reinforce that it is just a game and it is. Um, but, you know, emotions are going to come up when there's, at least the idea of the money's on the line that can really affect you. Um, and I think copying the, the, the suspicions as well, it's, it's really hard for some people who aren't used to that kind of conflict. Um, and yeah, I think it can really, really affect people. It's, it's, it is good though, that you are so heavily supported by the production, but yeah, I, I don't, I think um, there were too many people who would have who would have left too too soon, um, and if they do leave, I, I think yeah, it's probably the right idea. It's not something you want to just keep dragging along through the game. 
I wanted to move on to a little bit further in the season uh, when Camille is recruited by you and Sam. Uh, why? I wanted to ask about why you chose Camille. Uh, is it is it the case? <laughs> did you want to recruit her to just then immediately sort of banish her and use her as a scapegoat? And obviously, I, you, you didn't do that. But but was that was that a part of your plan? I never wanted to recruit Camille. Um, again, watch watch that one back. I I was pretty adamant about not recruiting Camille. Um, yeah, not not my plan. I never wanted to recruit anyone. I thought from the get go, the biggest weakness of being an OG trader is the idea of recruiting people. So as much as it was difficult for people to watch and as much as we had built suspicion on us, I always felt I had to work with Sam because once you let someone in on, on the secret, who's been working with the faithful at that point and already built their own bonds and relationships with those people as an equal, it, that's where the game was going to fall apart. And I guess that is what ended up happening. Um, so yeah, it's if I didn't care. I didn't want to recruit anyone. The only reason that she was recruited was because um, that was the night that I'd gone to vote for Simone um, and I realised that the faithful weren't going to work it out. Um, so I, I didn't want to work, try to put my neck on the line too much to work with the faithful. So it was better off putting Sam's mind at ease um, and bringing someone else into the circle who I possibly could have worked with. But, yeah, really it was just a way to make open warfare against him and me not not palatable for him to want to do. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I want, I want to then ask you a little bit about gameplay and strategy then, because if... I'm just theorizing here. If you're the... If it was just you and Sam and you didn't recruit, does it not then get to a point in the game where, I mean, I suppose this did happen, but does it not get to a point where the faithfuls, you know, at every single banishment, they don't find a traitor? And don't you then get to the end of the game with the faithful knowing that there are still traitors there? Does that not put you in a, in a more risky position? I guess unless unless your strategy is to just get rid of all the faithful, which which is what happened. But, you know, how did you see it played out if it was just two of you? Um, look, my strategy was definitely just to get rid of all the faithful. Um, that was my okay. that was my strategy. That was where the strength of my game was, um, was having so little suspicion on me on the larger group that it was easier to just pick them off and let them go. Um, I think the biggest person, the biggest advocate for voting for me was Gloria. Um, but I, I think influence wise, it wasn't too much of a concern on, on getting other people to, to join her on the vote. So yeah, strategy was definitely break groups that formed in there. Um, remove the people that would be the most influential or have that cult of personality to sort of really get everyone on side. Um, and yeah, get rid of all the uh, work with the traders for as long as I can to get rid of the other faithful. Another reason why getting rid of Ash early wasn't the worst thing because it did sort of mean that there were more faithful to get rid of. Um, and yeah, we, we, I very early on, we are not going to recruit. I do not want to recruit. And yeah, it was probably our downfall in the end. You mentioned Gloria, and yeah, she sort of repeatedly uh, targeted you in banishment. What? Why do you think she had caught on to you? Uh, 
um what, what did you try did you try and do something about it uh yeah that's an interesting one i, I, I i've had a lot of people ask me about that i was like wait why are you writing you murder her um I think it was always good to have someone there throwing my name out because I think the idea that I was going under the radar is a bit silly when someone was advocating to vote for me every banishment. Um, it was just that I think the overall influence that um, the the rest of the group weren't, lis- going, weren't listening to Gloria than they probably should have. Um, and why she was wanted to go for me, she says it was it's a gut feeling. Um, and I told her I the reason I I never really pushed hard to try and argue or defend myself against her was because you can't change someone's gut. That's if you've got a gut feeling. I was like, look, I understand, you know, that's just what what are you gonna do? But I all I can do is just prove to you that I'm a I'm a faithful through my actions. And um, I like to think that right at the end I was able to convince her that I was a fellow faithful. But that was probably one of the most shocking ones is how everyone turned and voted for her. But um, yeah. I mean, right at the end, the faithful were still voting for each other as there were three of us left and, yeah, something to marvel at. Yeah. Now, my next question, you may have kind of already answered now, actually. What I wanted to ask was, as the season comes towards the end, the last couple of episodes, and I I interviewed Camille a couple of weeks ago and I asked her the same thing, you... Why didn't you and Camille team up and try and get rid of Sam right towards the end? Um, yeah, I mean, my recollection of the final four was that I did. Um, I I was pretty confident in knowing Sam was going to write Steel, um, and I'd pretty much confirmed it when I went to him and was like, hey, I think Camille's going to write Steel. And he he kept saying to no write share. I'm like, well, that's not the Sam I've played this game with. And I knew he was definitely going to write Steel. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd spoken to Camille after that. Um, and I did float the idea because I obviously knew Sarah was going to write Sam's name. Um, and, yeah, it would have made sense for us. But uh, Camille was pretty adamant about writing share. So yeah, it's, that's the way I remember it. Um, but if only, if only I think I, I was, she was able to trust me. Um, but yeah, I think it was pretty much game over once you sort of get to a point where people aren't really gunning to win it. Um, whereas I think when, if people are content on just losing, then yeah, it's hard to play with those people who, who are happy with that, that kind of outcome. And what about even earlier than that? What about, you know, the, the second last episode? Had, had, did you think then maybe you could t- team up and get Sam out? Yeah, there are a few faithful. The last few faithfuls there in that last three or four, we still needed them on side to be able to get to get rid of Sam. Um, and there are a few there that I just I, I wasn't comfortable wanting to give my trust in their hands. Um, yeah, so I, <laughs> well, there's a few people. I, I don't think Liam would have been high up on my list to want to be like, hey, let's go, let's go do this together, just because of how close he'd been with Sam. Um, so yeah, I think it was more we were just at a point where it was going to be difficult for us to do it. Um, and you're obviously at that point in the game, you're just like, well, if I can keep going and get to the end, I thought we could probably still get something. Um, I was happy just with any amount of the money. Um, I was definitely playing, playing for the money there, Matt, um, at the end. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of nerves and a lot of juggling, trying to make sure you don't look too suspicious as well. Um, because yeah, the way that the people were making decisions so late in the game, there was no way to have any faith that they were going to do what they say they were going to do. Um, I, I had put, I had tried to vote out Simone regardless of Camille coming into the group. 
she was a faithful at that point. So her game's whatever to me. Um, but I, when we were trying to get rid of Sam and I went with them and they all voted for Simone, I had no desire to work with any of the remaining faithful um, because, yeah, I, I couldn't trust anything that they say, which is ironic, I guess, when I'm the one who's doing all the lying, Matt. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of hard a juggling act at that last point to really have the right people at the end game to make that plan work, um, but also get to that end game with those people in the first place. It's kind of a catch-22 of I needed those people to get there, but without them, maybe it could have been a whole hell of a lot different. Camille also suggested uh, she had a theory about why she was scared of getting rid of Sam, which was really interesting, and I wonder if you had thought about it as well. She was worried that if you if you banished Sam because he was quite unpredictable and as it turns out quite a, an aggressive loser, she was worried that he would out the two of you in front of everybody. She thought he might just stand up and say, you know, Blake's a traitor, Camille's a traitor. And although that maybe seems a bit ridiculous, it, that happened in the UK traitors. One of a traitor is banished, and he gives a very, very clear hint to the faithfuls about who one of the other traitors is. Was that, had that crossed your mind that Sam could ruin things for you? No, 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 that hadn't crossed my mind, to be honest. Um, I think at the end of the day, I know the way we all saw him on the show is he's very much the villain of the season. And I think he'd be pretty happy with that. Um, at, I, I I still think he would probably honour the game um, in the sense of I think he'd probably not want any of the faithfuls to win either. So I, I, I don't think he would have just out and out probably blown it for us. Um, but again, I, I, who knows? I, I, I definitely saw a different side to Sam whilst the show aired. Um, so, yeah, he did a very good job of of hiding that aspect of him as being a bit conniving and everything. So, yeah, probably a hard one to judge. But certainly not something I was worried about at the time. Yeah. And you again, you you, you kind of already spoke about this, but um I just wanted to ask about the the end the very end game again, the share or steal. You've said that you you kind of knew what Sam was gonna do. You knew he was gonna write steal. What what did you think Camille was going to do? Um, I, because she, I had gone to her and sort of said, Hey, I don't trust Sam. Do you trust Sam? And she says, I don't trust Sam. Um, and I floated, well, let's vote for him. Um, but she was pretty resolute on the integrity of wanting to share and sticking with that. Um, so uh, yeah, I guess at the end, I just hoped that that would be the case. Um, I did float the idea of us voting for Camille as well, Sam and I, um, but the trust was pretty destroyed at that point, I think, between him and I because of previous votes and everything. But, yeah, I I would have gladly worked with Camille and I did float the idea, um, but it, it was pretty much shut down. So, yeah, I think that's why when the ending happened and you saw my reaction of being so devastated, um, I think it was because deep down I knew that this was that was the outcome that was happening. Um, and it's just annoying when I think there would have been ways we, we could have avoided it. And I tried real hard on that last day. It was just, yeah, I think too difficult to get someone to trust you right there at the finish line to, to cross it with you. Um, I, I, there was no point. There was no way I think um, – Sam was going to want to do it because there was always that fraction. The way I proposed to him as well, there was always that moment where I could have just gone and taken it all for myself. And I think that that brief moment where Sam was going to be out of control, I think that was enough for him to to not want to do it. So no, 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 I guess I, I can understand why. I mean, I'm as honest and, and as much, as I would have told him, hey, I'm happy to just have split 50-50. And I did say that. Um, I just don't think he believed me. Um, and as for Camille, yeah, we never discussed because she was pretty adamant about just wanting to write share. That was the discussion that we had. And I imagine it must be quite frustrating because 
again, maybe I'm wrong, but from from a viewer's perspective, Sam Sam was so clearly going to write steel that it kind of paints you into a corner. It kind of it gives you fewer choices to make. Like you you kind of know he's not going to share, so I you kind of also have no option but to write steel like there's no point in you writing share when you know what he's no, going to do exactly exactly matt um that's that's why i tried to avoid it um i only really got the full grasp and idea of what the trader's dilemma was like we got a heads up like the night before or something of the, the way it broke down and everything and yeah i was pretty much trying to avoid that and yeah it is frustrating when the only thing you can really do is write steel because you know that one person is going to do it and yeah it, it if anything we shouldn't have gotten to that point um but yeah I, it's pretty obvious that he was going to write steel uh it's just very 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 frustrating very yeah. frustrating yeah and and you know it's it's it must be so different in hindsight and retrospect. You you can see things differently and you can think about what you might have done, but in the heat of the game, it's just you can only do what you can do. I, Most I wonder, definitely. I wonder if also in, in hindsight, you know, when you watch the show now as a viewer, was there anything else that surprised you about like confessionals and interviews that the other players were, you know, did you see people say things that you thought, oh, I had no idea they were thinking that or wow, Sam, <laughs> Sam is even worse than I thought he was. <laughs> um, uh, every aspect of Sam's videos, everything. I had no idea. I didn't know he was putting up finger guns during the selection. <laughs> I didn't know any of that. So I know when you're all screaming, at me to betray him i was just happy to have him at the front i was like look at him that's fine because i can just be there and take the suspicion away from myself and everything like that so him being this larger than life character in the the videos i probably should have known because i was more than happy for him to be the hero in front of everyone um because, yeah, I, I, I thought that would be the end. But I guess what was surprising from other people's videos is just how much they didn't know. Um, I would have thought that there would have been a little bit more actual suspicion on Sam earlier. Um, I, I thought the way that Ash reacted during the videos and and everything like that um, at, at Sam. So it's it's hard because I thought that would have been his downfall right there. Why, why would she have gotten so angry? at anyone else the way that she did at Sam. And I, I that was my, I'll just bring this out and that will be the way that people look at Sam in a poor light. No, no, that, that, watching the videos, none of them had a clue. So, yeah, I, I'm surprised that there wasn't more picking up on, on on things that we thought were pretty obvious lies. But, yeah, it's been, that, was, that was very surprising. Yeah. Again, I spoke to Camille a couple of weeks ago. Uh, she was A, very excited that I was possibly going to be interviewing you, and B, she she talked a lot about Sam in her interview, and she described him as a bully. Her words, not mine. <laughs> did, did you feel then, or do you feel now, that, that Sam kind of bullied you into decisions? Did you, did you feel... Um... No, no. Um, actually, I'm quite surprised that Camille would say that. Um, yeah, over a ga over at the over our game of quoits, uh, there was more suspicion as to why Sam had sort of pulled back and reverted from being as aggressive as he was from Cam that was from Camille whilst we were playing. So yeah, the idea that she would say he was a bully, I I mean, I didn't see a lot of the way he was towards Annabelle when he was gunning for for everyone to vote for Ash. Um, and I definitely watching it back going, oh, yeah, that was probably a little bit aggressive there. Um, but to me and to other people, he did last as long in the game because he, I think, got along with quite a lot of people in there. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't know. If that's that's looking at it, I think, after the edit, to be honest. Um, I th don't really see him as being much of a bully. I certainly never really thought of him as a bully in Trader's Tower. Um, the only time that we murdered someone when it wasn't to my plan was when we got rid of Ro instead of Luke, and I was pretty adamant about letting him know how much of a terrible idea that was the next <laughs> night. Um, but, yeah, I never felt like I, we were, I was bullied into doing anything by him. Um, but, obviously, I'm on the different 
different side of it. So I, I, I can only say from my perspective. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 I guess when you're seeing the other side of conversations you weren't a part of, you're a bit like, Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's, I didn't see that side. Um, so yeah, it could come out that way. Yeah. A final couple of questions for now. Um, Camille also mentioned that uh, some traitor nicknames, uh, that you had, and that this is why Sam, Sam kept calling himself the sheriff. But actually, yeah. you also had a nickname. I, I, I did have a nickname. I didn't ask I was... you much about it, but how, how, what was, how did you come up with these names? Whose idea was this? <laughs> it was definitely Sam's. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he started calling himself the sheriff while we were in the tower. So I was like, well, I'll be the marshal. And so we would just start, as we would go off to murder, give ourselves a handshake and be like, good work, Sheriff. And he'd be like, good work, Marshal. <laughs> um, and it just sort of became our own little joke that we would sort of flash at each other when we were out there sowing dissent amongst the faithful. Um, yeah, a bit, bit silly, uh, but it was... Um, I guess the way to make us feel less like we were the bad guys when we're calling ourselves the sheriff and a marshal, wrangling up all those cowpoke faithful is the way we were doing it. <laughs> I can't believe that didn't make the edit. I'm very upset. Ah, uh, neither can I. Neither can I. Hey, maybe it didn't because it was saving everyone from too much embarrassment. Um, so, yeah, maybe it was a good reason it was cut. Um, but, you know, it's better than our... Well, I mean, we also... Roger would come in and we'd be like, there's the handsome codger, and that would be his nickname when he'd come up to the tower. Um, and he'd, he'd high-five us and go, you're doing a great job, Sheriff Marshall. We were like his Charlie's Angels, so I think that's why we sort of kept it up. Roger's Angels, excellent. <laughs> yeah, well, look, hey, maybe with the money that they saved from giving it to a winner for this season, they could make a spin-off Roger's <laughs> Angels. Um, I'll put up my hand. I'd, I'd love to audition for that. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll campaign for it. I'll, I'll do a Kickstarter. Thank you, please. I'll, I'll be right there. For the first, first contribution from me. <laughs> and I mentioned in the introduction that it looks like Traitors Australia is is done permanently. Uh, I'm I'm obviously gutted. Uh, did did you know about this? Are, are you surprised? What are your thoughts? Uh, I didn't know. I didn't. I certainly did not know. I can I can tell you categorically. Just being on one of these shows, you do not have any insight into the machinations of the the production side of things. Um, they they're pretty tight-lipped and keep you pretty distant during the the, the editing and the, the releasing of the show but um yeah no no inside knowledge from us on our end i'm disappointed because i love the first season and the way i love the game i love the the it's like a good game of werewolf and i played mafia so much from uni on and it, it's the same that, that fun of being able to lie amongst everyone. And yeah, it's disappointing to see. It's also disappointing to potentially have been a cause for it having been axed. Um, maybe we were too good, uh, <laughs> Sam and I, getting rid of the faithful, that it didn't quite have enough stings throughout the season to really see the the, the traders going. Even the ending, it ends on such a down note that um, it, it's probably difficult for, well, I mean, a down note for, for myself. I'm sure a lot of people found enjoyed that ending, but um, it, it ended so flat that I think it's a tough one to be really excited to want to rush off and make another one. Um, but yeah, again, the money they would have saved from the way the end show ended, you'd think they'd make another season. But disappointing um hopefully it comes back i know roger will be walking those halls of the hotel alone um and and sad that no one's there getting murdered but i'm sure that will uh will maybe come back down the road who knows yeah and i i disagree i you i thought you made a fantastic season i absolutely loved it uh first and second australian season i'm so i'm so disappointed it won't be back for now, at least. Uh, I I loved watching your season. Uh, I, oh, I had such Matt. such a great time. It was, and yeah, it was a strange ending, but I I loved it even more for that. I thought this is so unexpected. This is so different to the other franchises I've seen. 
I was still, you know, talking to to people about it, people who've not seen the show. I'm saying you have to watch Traitors Australia. Uh, so I loved it. Yeah, no, thank you. That's good to hear that we that it it had a, that people enjoyed the show. I, I know that when we're in there and it goes for so long and you're so stressed and it's hard and you're trying to make sure you remember every single lie you've told and everything like that. And yeah, to get to the end and seeing people watch it and enjoy it, it's, it it is good to see. It's disappointing. There won't be more, but I have enjoyed people coming up to me and offering their condolences and saying how amazing the show was and everything like that. That that's definitely been, been a nice aspect post the second, season um but yeah just disappointing there won't be a third yeah well look if neighbors could get axed and then come back anything could happen <laughs> roger's hand rising from the grave with a silver bar as <laughs> he stockpiles it like a dragon um yeah no i think I think it, it can. We just need to get an XOC cast member to come on and be uh, Roger's assistant, <laughs> and maybe then we'll get a, we'll get a revival. <laughs> exactly. I can't wait. Uh, <laughs> now, be, before we come to a close, uh, Blake, where can people find you online? Uh, are you on social media? How can we keep up with you? <laughs> I'm probably the least social media active <laughs> member of season two traders. Um, yeah, I made one, a, a public one for people to follow. It's the traders, Blake. Um, if you go on there now, it's just a lot of a time capsule of the episodes releasing, um, but feel free to add me. I'll, I'll put more stuff up there as, as things that I feel like a trader related come up, but yeah, I, I don't have a, a secret Twitch stream or anything like that, unfortunately. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's just that trade, the traders life. You could start playing uh, Mafia on Twitch. Uh, you'd, I'm sure you'd Maybe. get a follow-on. Yeah. Maybe. I don't think anyone would want to would trust playing a game for me anymore, <laughs> Matt. It's, it's hard. I, play, I used to play those sorts of games all the time um, with my friends. And, yeah, I think I've intimidated them to the point now where <laughs> it's going to be really difficult to suggest a, a, a game of a game of Werewolf now. Um, so, yeah, hopefully. Hopefully it's not completely over, but... Yeah, I think the opposite. Tough. I think people who are gamers will be so competitive. They'll they'll want to beat <laughs> a traitor who made it to the end. They'll see that as yeah. a challenge. Hey, look, feel free, feel free. I mean, we had one of Australia's most decorated police officers coming at me and he couldn't solve it. So, exactly. you know, we'll, I'll let people come and uh, have a go and, and try and uncover my lies. I think so. Now, we have actually been playing our own game this entire time. We've been playing the Trader Traitor. Ooh. Ah. So our, our aim was to try and deceive one another throughout this interview. And Blake, I will confess that I told you a lie at some point over the past hour or so. Ooh, uh, no, did, okay. did you tell me a lie? I did tell you a lie. Okay. I did tell you a lie. Uh, I... I'm going to begin and I'm going to guess your lie. Oh. Actually, I only, I'm struggling a bit. I, there were only a couple of things that you said that I thought could be the lie. And I'm not really that yep. confident about either of them. So I'm going to go for <laughs> the first one. Did when you said you didn't, know any of the the sort of celebrity reality people you said Guyton was the only one you knew was that your lie that was not my lie <laughs> i did not know any of them i do not watch survivor so i didn't know who luke was um i didn't really meet hannah properly on the first day so on the second day i had to be like are you one of the celebrities because <laughs> i have no idea um yeah no i i genuinely only knew Guyton. Oh, okay, I failed. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm I went sorry. through a phase on the podcast of being really good at this, and and now I'm just in a dip, and I haven't climbed out of it. I've been doing terribly. That's okay. I think mine might be hard. Mine might be hard. Um, okay. I, I'm struggling with you though, man. I, I, your lie. Um, I think it's gonna be you. One of the questions you'd asked. Um. I think the um, has I, not you. Did you know I haven't seen any traders? And was the lie that someone left a season in one of the international 
seasons. Uh, I I was. I wasn't lying that I I didn't know if you'd seen other versions or not. However, yeah. you you have caught me. I did lie about that. Yeah, I really someone someone, <laughs> someone did leave the US traitors. The the story about someone quitting Norwegian traitors. I totally made that. Yes. Up. Yeah. Oh wow! Well, there you go. I'm ha- hey, I'm happy I got it. <laughs> I I knew it was I I knew it was a, a long shot. For goodness sake. I'm okay. Sorry. I'm In sorry. that case. Well done. You're you're going to have to reveal what was your lie. Unfortunately, it's the handsome codger was not a nickname. <laughs> that was my that other we one. Had. Yeah, that was not a nickname we had for Roger um, when he would come up and say hi. So definitely, definitely a fib that one. I, <laughs> if only we were calling him that. Um. <laughs> that was my second option, but I thought you said it, you you lied so well. You ju- you it came. You didn't even hesitate. Funny that. F- funny that, Matt. Funny that. <laughs> you were so confident with it. You said it. You just slipped it in so easily. I thought, he didn't even need to think about that. So that must be that's, true. That, that's why I think uh, that's how I played the game. I think you'll find a lot more of slipping it into the conversation. And what was so genius was I. you didn't know I was going to ask that question about nicknames. So it wasn't even like you could have premeditated that. So that's also why I thought, well, he's... He didn't think about that in advance. He just he just said it because I asked that question. I'm so impressed. Thank I'm, you very much. But, Thank I mean, you very much. You got to the end. I shouldn't be that yeah. impressed. It makes sense. <laughs> of course, you were going to be good at this. Yeah, exactly. We're just I was, was trader all the way to the end. That's the what. That's what I'm hanging my hat on with the way the show ended. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's okay. It's all right. Well, I'll give you some pointers off 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 the pod, <laughs> and uh, you'll you'll be lying like the best of us in no time. <laughs> Sometimes I do really well with it, and sometimes I'm just so obvious. But hey, that's all right. Blake, thank you so much for joining me on the trader. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, it's been my first proper interview post the show, so I'm glad I got to share it with you, Matt. It's been a good time. Excellent. I, I hope maybe it was it, it was cathartic in some ways to to it, it get was, all off your chest. It was. <laughs> yeah, it was. I hopefully I answered a few people's questions about how and why I played the game that I did. Yes, you absolutely did. Very insightful. Thank you so much. Uh, I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Thanks, Matt. Hello, trader listeners. As you can probably tell from that interview, Blake was such a nice guy really friendly. We had a really great chat about strategy and his gameplay and perspective on events and other players in the show. I hope you enjoyed listening as much as I did talking to Blake. Again, I am genuinely devastated about the news from Australia that the traitors will no longer be being produced there. Um, I'm so upset about it but I am determined to keep the legacy going and I'm hoping to interview at least another couple of contestants from The Traitors Australia Season 2. In the meantime, if you're watching The Traitors Canada, David Bloomberg is currently on hosting duties for The Trader and is covering every episode week to week with some fantastic guest co-hosts, including more than one former Traitors players. He's also just interviewed one of the Traitors Canada traitors themselves. So make sure you check out those episodes. And if you haven't seen the Traitors Canada, definitely add it to your list. On top of that, David and I just issued a little announcement. Hopefully you've seen it in your podcast feed. But I'll recap here briefly. Here in the UK, after 20 years, the TV show Survivor has returned to TV on primetime BBC One at weekends. Since David is a Survivor expert and has been covering franchises of the show for years, and since I'm a complete newbie to Survivor, but with a little behind-the-scenes info on the show through my work, we've decided to launch a sort of spin-off season of The Tradar. We're going to cover the show weekend by weekend together and explore it from our two different perspectives. I've already watched the first two episodes and I have so many thoughts and questions and observations so I can't wait to record with David and get the first Survivor episode of The Tradar out to you. If you've already subscribed to the podcast, you'll see the episodes in your feed and if you know any Survivor fans, please spread the word. 
As always, you can keep up to date with the podcast and Traders News on Instagram at the Trader Podcast or on X at the Trader Pod. And you can also get in touch by emailing me at the Trader Podcast at gmail.com. I'll be back very soon with Survivor UK content and hopefully more Traders Australia contestant interviews. Until then, stay faithful. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. So, Robert, tell the people, what's a pretendian? It's just what it sounds like, Angel. A pretend Indian. Someone who fakes being one of us? Someone who impersonates a native. We're talking about real scammers and con artists. There are pretendians teaching at universities, pretendians running governments, pretendians in Hollywood. On our new podcast, Pretendians, we'll tell you the incredible story of these jaw-dropping frauds. Who are they? Why do they do it? And how the heck do they keep getting away with it? Listen to Pretendians on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.